Well, good evening. Good to see you again. It's always my joy to be back and be in the pulpit. One of my favorite places to be. I'm glad you're here tonight. Thank you for continuing to pray for me. I have many prayers tonight. I'm still going to cardiac rehab three days a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. I went this morning where they're constantly trying to strengthen my heart. And I got just two more weeks and we'll be done. So uh, continue to pray for me. Uh, this um, uh, thing on my chest is getting less sore all the time. And so I'm grateful for that. And supposedly go back to the doctor next Wednesday to, to look at it and say everything's fine. We're going to be going on vacation in June. We'll be able to go swimming. As of right now, I cannot submerge myself in water until it's completely healed. So pray, pray that will happen, uh, that it will be healed, because we like to go snorkeling. Anybody like to go snorkeling? Am I the only one here? Okay. Uh, and so uh, pray that that will work out. All right, if you get your notes out, please, as Pastor Rick draw your attention to. You know, they notice it has a three-hole punch in that. We do have notebooks available, uh, those small notebooks just for a paper that size. Uh, many of you have purchased those. They'll be available this Sunday uh, after the church service if you'd like to take those or Sunday morning notes and put them in there to be able to save them for a future study. We're doing a study on the names of God. And just real quickly, and we'll see there, I call it introduction or review from last week. We looked at, we're going to look at names of God in the Old Testament. Uh, look at the objective names we looked at last week. Let it be the compound names. We're going to look at that tonight. And then descriptive names, metaphors, and titles. We'll be covering that in the future. But also we're going to look at the names of God in the New Testament. Names for God himself, for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We're going to look at those from the Word of God also. So tonight, uh, just a quick review from last week. We looked at the objective name, three names we saw last week concerning God. The first one was Adonai. Uh, that's who God is, that he's Lord and Master and Ruler. Then we looked at Elohim. Elohim is what, what God is. He's the Creator, the All-Powerful One. And then we looked at Jehovah, that's his personal name. Those three names we looked at last week, Adonai, Elohim, and Jehovah. Tonight, we're going to look at compound names of God, all compound with Jehovah. Jehovah is used in combination with other names to describe different aspects of God's character. So we're going to look at several tonight. hope you fill in the blanks, write them down. And uh, the purpose of the notes is that you could take those home, go back over them, and uh, meditate on them in your life. Number one, the first compound name is Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, one of my favorite of all these names. Uh, Abraham called the place uh, where he was going to sacrifice his son, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. And so the meaning of that is basically the Lord will provide. How many has ever experienced Jehovah Jireh in your life that God's provided for you? I think I shared with you last week a, a story that I remember where God provided in my life, my wife and I's life, when we first got married, the church was probably running a big Sunday, about 60 people, and we didn't make much money back then. We had just enough money to provide for our needs, and we started what was called the Christmas October service, where we tried to raise the love offering for our missionaries over and above our month of giving, and we just didn't have any money to give, and so we began to pray that God would provide 
And so we uh, regularly go out riding our bicycles, and my daughter Sarah was on a little seat behind me, and we were riding along, and uh, we have been praying for money. And all of a sudden, I saw a $20 bill right in the middle of the road. And the first thing that came out of my mouth is, Jehovah Jireh, <laughs> the Lord has provided. We gave that to Christmas in October. And so I'm sure many of you can know of times in your life where God provided for you in a supernatural way. Uh, the meaning of that, Lord will provide, or the Lord provideth, either one of those. Application, just as God provided a ram as a substitute for Isaac, he provided his son, Jesus, as the ultimate sacrifice. Basically, God will meet and provide our needs. That's Jehovah Jireh. God will meet and provide for our needs. If you would, please turn to Genesis 22. Let's look at that verse where Abraham used this phrase, Jehovah Jireh. Genesis 22, verse 13, please. We always say the first book of your Bible, unless it's upside down, okay? The last one, Genesis 22, please. Remember, Abraham was sent by God to this mountain and told him to sacrifice his son. And my friend, that had been a hard uh, thing to obey, but he did that. And, uh, but while he was ready to slay his son, notice in 22, Genesis 22, verse 13, please. It says, Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt sacrifice offering, uh, burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, what? Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provided. And it said to this day in the mount of, uh, of the Lord, it shall be seen. So anytime you think of Calvary, where Christ died, you can say, Jehovah Jireh, God provided a sacrifice in our stead. We deserve to die and pay for our sin. However, God in his great love, as he provided a ram for Isaac, for Abraham, he did the same thing for us. He provided a sacrifice for our sin. And then when you think of Calvary, where Christ gave his life, we ought to remember Jehovah Jireh, the Lord hath provided. Um, Many of you are familiar with Philippians 4, 9. We can use today, he said, but my God should supply what? All your need according to his riches and glory. Jehovah Jireh. God promised that. So uh, anytime God provides for you, I hope you remember that phrase, Jehovah Jireh. Number two. Number two, the next compound name, Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. The name of the altar built by Moses after defeating the Malachites in Rephidim. The meaning is, the Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. That's the meaning. Application. God gives us victory in spiritual warfare against the world, the flesh, and the devil. God gives us victory in spiritual warfare. I'm sure you've experienced victory in your battle against Satan and temptation, then you can say, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Uh, look at scripture on this. Go to Exodus 17, please. Exodus 17. Some of the scripture be on the screen, but many will turn to. And I want to usually turn to the ones that actually have that phrase, that name in it. Jehovah Nisi. Exodus 17, verse 14. 
Now you just were in Genesis, now you're the next book over, Exodus. Exodus 17, in verse 14, please. Look for the word Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is our banner. He gives victory over warfare. It said, verse 14, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under the heaven, and Moses built the altar and called the name of it what? Jehovah Nisi. The Lord gives battle. So basically, he said, rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. Joshua will take his place as a leader of Israel and said, build this altar and call it the name Jehovah Nisi. The Lord gives us victory in battle. The Lord is our, my banner. Deuteronomy 20, verse 3, I'll read that to you. And shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Basically, it was basically Jehovah Nisi. Ephesians, turn that with me, please, the book of the New Testament. Ephesians, we'll go back to the Old Testament, so hold your finger there. Remember, the Lord gives us victory in spiritual warfare. Now, to Joshua, is physical warfare. He was going to wipe out the people of Amalek. And they got, Moses built an altar, and he called that Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner, my spiritual victory in warfare. Ephesians 6, many of you know this verse, but notice the, the warfare that we are in. Verse 10, Ephesians 6, 10. Here Paul is speaking to believers. He says, my what? Brethren. Notice he's speaking to those that know Christ as Savior. A brother and sister in Christ, my brethren. He says, be strong in the Lord and the power of whose might? His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, that means the trickery of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. In our warfare for the Lord Jesus Christ, it is not flesh and blood. Though sometimes we think, he's my enemy. He's the one causing the problems. He may be used of Satan, but our, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness. And that's when we can, when we get victory over the enemy, we can say Jehovah Nisi. Number three, we saw Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. Number three, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rapha. The next name, we'll see that in scripture also. The meaning, the Lord who heals. How many have ever experienced the healing of the Lord in your life? You can say Jehovah Rapha. The way I remember that is I, we had to memorize all these when I was Bible college and the meaning of them. And I remember that by saying that there's a doctor by the name of Ralph, Jehovah Rapha. <laughs> and so he does the healing, man-wise. Man but Jehovah Rapha is the Lord. Jehovah was his personal name. Rapha, who heals. Basic application is this. In Jesus Christ, God has provided the final cure 
for spiritual and physical sickness. God can heal us. Jesus demonstrated that uh, he was Jehovah Rapha in his healing of the sick, the blind, the lame, and the casting out of demons. Jesus also heals the people from sin and unrighteousness. The Lord Jesus is the Lord who healeth. I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful for your prayers, uh, for my healing. And I can say Jehovah Rapha because the Lord is healing me and I'm feeling better all the time. Look at the scripture. on Go back to Exodus, please. Exodus chapter 15. Exodus 15, the scripture reference for this particular compound word of Jehovah. Exodus 15, please. Again, the second book of your Bible. Now the question is, am I going too fast? Are you able to write these down? Exodus 15, verse 26, please. Exodus 15, verse 26. Though it does not use the word Jehovah Rapha, it is spelled out in English, the same phrase, the same meaning. Verse 26, and said, if thou would diligently hearken, this is God speaking to Israel, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and would do that which is right in his sight, and would give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the what? Basically, the Hebrew word there is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that healeth thee. In other words, God promised to bring diseases upon God's enemies, Israel's enemies. He said, the way you can avoid these diseases, you keep my word, my statutes, my commandments. And God said, I'll bring none of these diseases upon you. For I am Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that healeth. Psalm 103, many of you know this verse, I believe it will be on the screen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, and what? Healeth all thy diseases. You know, there's great benefits to being a Christian, is there not? Luke 5:31. when Jesus was on this earth, he was our Jehovah Rapha. It said, and Jesus answering and said unto them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I am come not to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. So listen to this, please. Does Jesus heal? He is the almighty Lord, our healer. He can heal instantaneously by a miracle. He can heal over time through medicine. But, uh, but let me add that every uh, saint will not be healed in this lifetime either by a miracle or medicine or instantaneous in the time on earth. Sometimes we pray for healing. God does not choose to do that. But he will one day when we go to heaven. And so right now, God is more interested. Please listen. He's more interested in having you holy rather than healthy. Did you understand that? He's more interested in you being holy rather than healthy. Our bodies are not yet redeemed. The redemption of the body is going to come at the rapture of the church or the resurrection of the Christian dead, it is at that time that we will be made like him. There is no sickness in the Lord Jesus' body, and there will be no sickness in our resurrected bodies. If you are not healed in this life, a child of God, you will one day when you go to heaven. 
I remember a, a, a pastor friend of mine, in fact, he preached here probably six months ago. His name was Stu Simons. Anybody remember him? He came. He had a daughter that had uh, very severe uh, physical problems, and he uh, had the elders of the church come pray for her for healing. And uh, I remember the, the, they were out sitting on a dock, and uh, Stu, my friend, got up to go get something and came and looked back, and his daughter fell off in the water. And she drowned. And I asked him, I said, Stu, you've been praying for her healing. Look what happened. He said, the Lord did heal her. She's perfectly whole. She's in heaven now. And boy, that just meant so much to me to hear him say that. So if he does not heal you here, my friend, one day he will. When you go to heaven and your body is like his. So would that be Jehovah Rapha. Number four. Number four. This is Jehovah Rahi. Jehovah Rahi. Number four, Jehovah Rahi. The, the meaning of that is the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Application for that. The Lord protects, provides, directs, leads, and cares for his people. He's our Jehovah Rahi. He protects us as a shepherd does his sheep, and provides, directs, leads, and cares for his people. God tenderly cares, takes care of us as a strong and patient shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Scripture for that. Many of you know Psalms 23. If you don't turn there, if I do, I'll quote it for you. What's the first five words? The Lord is my what? Shepherd. Jehovah Rahi. Notice the word Lord there is all capitals. It means Jehovah. He said, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Jehovah Rahi. John 10, verse 14. I believe the verse be on the screen there. Notice what it says about Jesus Christ. He says, I am the what? The good shepherd. And I know my sheep, and I am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. You can say Jehovah Rahi, the Lord Jesus. But also, Hebrews 13.20, not only the good shepherd, Hebrews 13.20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that what? Great shepherd, not only the good shepherd, he is also called the great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. And here's a verse not in your notes. You can write it down. 1 Peter 5, 4. And we saw in John, he's the good shepherd. In Hebrews, he's the great shepherd. But Peter says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall, we shall receive a crown of glory that faith not away. So basically, here's what this means. God in human form, Jesus Christ, was prophesied in the Old Testament and revealed in the New Testament. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus in the New Testament. As the good shepherd, he dealt with the penalty of our sin. As the great shepherd, he deals with the power of sin. As the chief shepherd, he's coming to take us from the very presence of sin. My friend, Jesus is our Jehovah Rahi. Number five. Number five. Jehovah Sabaoth. 
Jehovah Sabaoth. This means it's translated the Lord Almighty. Sabaoth is also translated as heavenly host or of armies. The meaning is this, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. The meaning of Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies. The application is this, the Lord of hosts of heaven will protect his people. The Lord of hosts will protect his people. He will always fulfill his purposes, even when the host of his earthly people fail. How many glad that God's faithful when we are unfaithful? My friend, he's a Jehovah Sabaoth. Interesting. This speaks of the power of God in all the universe. How many know the song by Martin Luther called A Mighty Fortress is Our God? Let me quote the second verse. It has that phrase, Jehovah Sabaoth. It says, a mighty fortune of God. The second verse, did we in our own strength confide? Our striving would be losing, would not for the right man on our side, the man of God's own choosing. Thus ask whom that may be? Christ Jesus, it is he. Lord Sabaoth is his name. From age to age, he must win the battle. So notice here, Martin Luther, in that psalm we know so well, a mighty fortune of God used that phrase. Now look at the scripture. Go now to First Samuel, please. First Samuel. First Samuel, chapter seventeen. Many of you know the story of uh, David and Goliath, and David used this phrase here, Jehovah Sabaoth, referred to as the Lord of Hosts. First Samuel seventeen. I love this story. I remember reading it so much as a boy. David was a young lad, and he was confronted by this huge Philistine, over nine foot tall. And as he went out to battle, notice what David said. First of all, the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said unto the Philistine, this is 1 Samuel 17, 45, then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the what? The Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabaoth, and the God of the armies of Israel whom thou hast defied, the Lord of hosts. And what host is that? The host of the angelic heavens and angels of heaven. He said, You come with me a sword and shield, I come to you with a God who has control over all the armies of heaven. And uh, David, though small, he was def definitely greater than that Philistine because he came in the name of the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts. Psalm 46, verse 7. It says, the Lord of hosts. That means the Jehovah Sabaoth is with us and the God of Jacob is our refuge. Romans 9, 29. It says it right there in the book of New Testament. As Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodom and been made as Gomorrah. God wiped out those two cities because of their sin. And God said, Paul said, Isaiah said, excuse me, except for the Lord Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, we too would be wiped out. One more verse. And we'll wrap it up here. 
Malachi chapter 1, verse 11. And from the rising of the sun, even to the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles, even in every place incense shall be offered to my name. And it says, and pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen, saith what? The Lord of hosts, the Lord of Sabaoth. So we'll stop right there and finish this up next time we're together. We'll look at the three more compound names. And so I hope that you would memorize those names and maybe think of where the Lord can be praised in these areas of your life. Let's bow together, please, for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we are grateful for the God that you are. We saw from these compound names different aspects of your character and what you do in the life of your people. I pray, Father, that you, we could look at areas of our lives where you've shown yourself strong on our behalf and the use of these names, that we did not know that, but we can see how you are truly the God who can do all things. I pray a blessing upon each one here as we go our separate ways. Bring us back the next point hour. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.